0: welcome to the podcast that demands ambition passion and courage in order to succeed in this mission called life all you have to do is just pass your limit go beyond your restraints by embracing the physical intellectual and emotional suck that life will throw at you i'm your host ugo i do not claim to be the subject matter expert but i will share my experiences and i'll ask my guests to do the same The discussions will be guided by honesty and civility. Some episodes will have guests, but most of them will be me and you. No excuses accepted here, people. None. I'm excited to get after it. So without further ado, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Passion Limit Podcast. I will say I typically stay away from current events. I focus on inspirational topics that can be applied to anyone's life. You shape it, you take it, and apply it to your own personal life and get after it. Today I step out to a current event, specifically the trial of Amber Geiger. She is uh, or she was a Dallas police officer, but just over a year ago, she specifically 20 uh, September 6th, 2018, she got off work and went home to her apartment complex. She stayed at stayed on the third floor. However, she parked her vehicle on the fourth floor and proceeded to what she thought was her apartment building or apartment The door was open, she walked in, and confronted, was face-to-face with a gentleman by the name of Botham Jean. He was in his apartment. He was a black man. and Geiger is a white female. She then pulled her weapon, and allegedly pulled her weapon. This is her um, side of the story pulled her weapon, and engaged the victim. She says she told him to stop, but he didn't, and she feared for her life, so she used lethal force. Before I go into my interpretation of all the events and how the trial transpired to the judge giving her a hug, I think it's important to get more context And the initial context we can apply to this case is to listen To that 911 call Right after Botham Jean was shot It's Amber Geiger on on one side And the 911 operator on the other side And this goes back and forth for about Five minutes so I'll let it play out in its entirety, then come back in and um and give some feedback. Stand by. Oh. Hello,
1: yeah, This is Carla. what's your Hi. emergency? Hi, this is an um, off-duty officer. Um, can I get? I need um Um, uh, I'm in number. Um, okay, I, okay. Uh, do you need police or uh-huh. just EMS? Yes, I need both. Okay, what's the address? I'm at apartment number 1478. I'm in 1478. And what's the yes. address there? Um, it's 1210 South Lamar, 1478. Yes. Yeah. What's I miss, going on? I miss, I'm an off duty officer. I thought it was in my apartment, and I shot a guy thinking that he was thinking it was my apartment. He shot someone. Yes, I thought it was my apartment. I'm fucked, oh my God, I'm sorry. Okay, and the, where, where are you at right now? I'm in, um, what do you mean? I'm inside the apartment with him. Hey, come on. What's your name? I'm Amber Geiger, I need to get me, I'm, I'm in. Okay, we have help on the way. I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my job. I thought it was my apartment. Okay, I need one. Hey, Hold on. Fuck. Okay, stay with me, okay? I am. I am. Yeah. I need. I need a Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Come oh, on. Oh fuck. I. I thought it was my apartment. I understand. Now we we have help. We okay. my, oh, my apartment. Hurry, please. Yeah. They're on their way. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. I could have sworn I on the third floor. Okay, understand. No. I thought it was my apartment. 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 And the, what's the gate code there? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I didn't. I thought it was my apartment. They're trying to get in there. They're, we have an officer there. You don't know the gate code? No. I thought it was my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. Okay. And what what floor are you in right now? The fourth floor. Fourth, fourth. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. They're coming. They're coming. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Where was she? Where was he shot? He's on the top, top left. I
2: okay, think you're with Dallas, PD, right? Yes.
1: Oh, my God, I'm done. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Hey, bud. They're trying to get there to you, okay? I know. I, okay. I, stay with me, bud. There. They're already there. They're trying to get to you. <sighs> oh my god. I thought it was my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. Holy fuck. I thought it was my apartment. Oh my god. Okay, they're trying to get there to you. Do you hear them? Do you see them? No, no. I. I. How the. Go ahead and talk to her. No, it's me. It's, I'm off duty. I'm off duty. I thought, I thought they were in my apartment. I thought this was my floor.
0: So that was tough to listen to. And I must say it had me on the verge of tears. So a couple of things to unpack there. Let's start with intent. The definition of intent is... The idea that someone planned to carry something out. So if you plan something, it's an intention, your goal, your purpose. Or aims, your intention is something you mean to do, whether you pull it off or not. So with that, let's apply to this situation from the phone call, the 911 call. Can we surmise that Amber Geiger was intentional, intentional in her act to shoot Botham Jean. I don't think we can deduce that from that clip. Now, it's a lot more unpacking that we need to do. What I did hear was remorse. Now, was it authentic? I don't know. I did hear someone who was mindful of what she had just done. And the level of calamity that was about to come her way. Talking about her job, losing her job. Now, to me, that's very insensitive. Where you have someone bleeding out on his apartment floor. And she says a couple of times, I'll lose my job. I would think that the primary or the priority In that situation, would be to render first aid, stop the bleeding, talk to the victim, make sure he doesn't fall asleep, things of that nature. I mean, Amber Geiger is or was a police officer, so presumably she was trained on first aid and rendering care. She was quick to discharge her weapon. If you have that authority to discharge deadly force, my understanding is you have that level of training. However, I don't know if this was done. And another thing is the 911 operator didn't really remind her to render care or ask questions about the victim. She seemed to be distracted by the fact that Emma Geiger said she was a police officer. But I won't lay too much blame on the feet of the 911 operator. I will say that a lot more should and could have been done for Botham Jean as he laid on the floor. As she said, he was shot on the top right of his chest so why wasn't anything done before i go into more of that whole situation and a couple of things she said let's listen to something else let's listen to both of jeans family attorney ben crump and for those that don't know who ben crump is he's he's a black american and he's been a prominent lawyer for most of the national, nationally televised Or cases that garnered a lot of national attention I'm talking about Trayv- Trayvon uh, Martin Talking about Michael Brown Talking about Sandra Bland The list goes on and on Tamar Rice, Eric Garner It's sad And these are black folks that were shot and killed by police officers.
2: Now, as we
0: listen to him here, I believe and I truly feel that we're conflating a lot of different cases here. But before I go into more, let's listen to what attorney Ben Crump, the family attorney for both Jean's Gene's family, uh, what he has to say. Stand by.
3: Like an American attorney, Washington said, this is a precedence now that will go forth across America for equal justice under the law for everybody, whether you black, white, red, brown. It doesn't matter. And this work is for Trayvon Martin. It's yes. for Michael yes. Brown. Yes. It's for Sandra Bland. Yes. It's for Tamir Rice. It's for Eric Gardner. Yes. It's for Antoine Rose. Yes. It's for Jamel Roberts, for E.J. Bradford. Yes. For Stephon Clark. With for Jeffrey Dennis. Jeffrey Dennis Genevieve, Doss. Genevieve Doss. For Pamela Turner. For so many unarmed black and brown oh, human beings mm-hmm. all across America. Yes. This bird today it's for them. Everybody can raise their hand. This verdict is for them. The verdict is for them.
0: So as we heard there, Ben Crump celebrates the verdict after Amber Geiger was found guilty and sentenced to 10 years in jail. He celebrated the verdict As victory for a lot of unarmed black and brown human beings across America That have lost their lives to senseless violence by authorities So before I played that I I talked about conflating events I don't see how this case here with Amber Geiger aligns with Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin or Sandra
2: Bland or even Tamara Rice,
0: it's not the same. And I think it's important for us to not generalize too much as we move forward to heal the wounds in this country. Which way do we want to go? Do we want to be divided? Everybody goes to their corner They go about their ideologies And we always have rancor moving forward Or do we want to come together And reform, reform the justice system Make it fair across the board For everyone regardless of your race And understand what the laws are because as I try to review this case, I'm struck by a couple of things. Of course, people were upset that a police officer went into an unarmed black man's place, his apartment, and shot and killed him. That's indefensible right there. However, I won't go into the background of yes, she was te- texting her partner and it was sexual in nature or people talking about the only reason why she was found guilty here was because both of them, um, Jean was close to perfect. And that's the only reason why they convicted her. I won't go into that because. I don't care if you have a black man illegally selling cigarettes outside a store then he gets choked out and dies. The important part is he should not have been choked out. Even if someone is doing something inappropriate, does it rise to the level of lethal force? No. So, if I Excuse the behavior prior to the lethal force being used in every case and try to subjectively analyze each one. for what is for what I believe it's worth? Are we looking at a systemic thing here where based on the color of your skin, you get off? I would argue, yes, we have a lot of cases. That people get off because of the color of their skin. So it's important that we draw attention to all these cases. And make sure justice. Justice is served. Equally. So in this case. I strongly believe that. Justice was served. Then we go to
2: the sympathy that I was shown the
0: police officer Amber Geiger to me that's completely inappropriate it was very inappropriate from other police officers in the courtroom to the judge giving her a hug but I'll stop short of that blaming the family of both them Gene before I go further into his family Let's listen to his brother and what he says when he goes up in this stand in court and addresses Amber Geiger. Stand by. Sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I I forgive you. I know if you go to God and ask him. He will forgive you. (laughs) I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you.
3: Because I know that's what that's exactly what Botham would want you to do.
0: So we hear it there. Botham's Botham Jean's brother. Forgiving Amber Geiger. And what is a very unique case, a case that has captivated, captivating the nation. And has for over a year now, since this happened on the 6th of September, 2018. I am in awe of that family. They seem to be very religious and draw their power from faith. I am not very religious. However, I do not fault anyone for what they believe in or do I judge. However, in this case, whatever they're getting from their faith is powerful. And they are very forgiving. So who are we? When I say we, I mean the social media army. The couch lawyers, who are we to litigate this case with no educational background to support it or context of the case to support it or support our paradigm, who are we to step up and make memes of the family, call out the family on why are they forgiving Why are black people so forgiving? I mean. I could go ad nauseum about what has been said. Isn't that disrespecting his family? Isn't that uncalled for? But before I go even further. Let me step back and listen to two gentlemen that I. Really, really respect. Because they're well read well-educated, and they speak from a, what I assume is a place of hurt and good intent. Stand by. When they saw uh, this really emotional, dramatic moment of forgiveness, I think that was a first reaction among some, Bakari. But when you saw it, there were more reactions than just that. Please Explain.
4: Well, I mean, I, I respect uh, both John's brother for uh, taking what action, whatever action necessary to to help him in the grieving process. Um, but when you take a step back, uh, the imagery that's seen—not just at that moment, but also the judge hug, hugging Ms. Geiger later—it um, it, it infuriates me. It drives me crazy because what you see is a is a place and a posture in which African Americans, Black folk, always are are having to show forgiveness when that is not reciprocated. Um, Someone once asked me about reconciliation and they said when can we get to a place where uh, white people in this country say I'm sorry and black people say we forgive you. The problem is that black folk have always said we always get to a point of forgiveness way before we get to a point of I'm sorry. And I just wish Amber Geiger before she had to murder someone um, in their own home while sexting, refusing to give them CPR, decided to have some compassion. Um, And now we have to be in a position of forgiveness. This isn't a scene about forgiveness. This isn't a scene about grace. This is another black man dead at the hands of someone who didn't give them the benefit of their humanity. And for me, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired to quote Fannie Lou Hamer. Yeah, this this isn't about—I love Van with all my heart, and this shows that African-Americans are not monolithic, but this isn't about an interracial hug. This is about a young man who will not be able to raise a family, will not be able to walk down the aisle, will not be able to enjoy the fruits of his labor, will not be able to live because somebody took away his life because they did not believe in his dignity. So that's what this is about. That's first and foremost. And the the last thing about this, Grace, is I saw a judge—now, I know people are going to say, well, she's black. Well, she's a part of an oppressive system—come down and hug someone who is a murderer. I've been in courts over a thousand times. I've probably done nearly a thousand pleas. I've never seen a judge hug a client the, 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 or defendant the, or a murderer. The problem is that this grace is never reciprocated. Okay. And as a black man in America, the most frustrating thing is that I have to be in a perpetual state of rage. And that is, a, that is a very difficult burden to bear. And I'm tired of giving grace and forgiveness That that is apparently a one-way street.
0: So those were snippets from... Bukhari Sellers, he's a CNN contributor, and he was conversing with Van Jones, both black men with different views. But I decided to just play the part for from uh, Bukhari Sellers. He makes good points, very, very good points about grace and accepting or forgiving People, But he draws the line straight down race in America. And does he have a lot of points? Yes, I truly believe he, in that instance, is correct. I would have liked to see Emma Geiger step up and apologize first, which she did. Now, the visual representation of the family... Of both them, Gene hugging and forgiving Amber Geiger is hard for some some people to stomach, and it infuriates infuriates some people. However, again back to what I said earlier, it's not on us to judge them. They're the ones going through that pain. They're the ones that have to go through the trauma. Who are we to then take their pain and apply it to the general society and make it a black and white thing? The black community is not a monolith. So why do we address it as such? I just don't get it. That's my thing here. This case is a microcosm of what's going on in America and the divide. But people have so much pain in them that they project towards other people's situations and try to say what they would do in that situation. But nobody really knows. I mean, if any one of us was a police officer and you use lethal force and you see somebody bleeding out because of you, who knows what your reaction or my reaction would be. It it may be, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. What did I just do? So, it's easy to prejudge or say what we could have done without being in this situation. We have the privilege of comfort of our homes and predetermining what our response would be. Then to the comments of Bacardi Sellers, I respect him a lot. I listen to what he says. But in this case, I disagree. And this is why. Why does it matter if
2: African-Americans always step up and
0: forgive, accept an apology? Yes, you want to see Caucasians do it first, white, white people do it first. But that doesn't remove you from
2: doing the right thing.
0: So how about we focus on diversity in the workplace and making sure we inform people of all ethnicities and races so we understand that there's more to be done, but we can't take the stance of, okay, we're not forgiving anymore. Two wrongs don't make a right in my opinion. But hey, what do I know? Because at the end of the day, if you hold all that hate in your heart and if you say, if it were me, this is what I would have done, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. It, it helps nothing. There's no progress in hate. So I, I use this and I, I You can use a relationship and apply it to this, right? Even with my relationships, people that I disconnect and I say, okay, you know what? I remove myself from that friendship or whatever the case may be. I make sure I don't even think about it again. Because if you spend too much time thinking about the person that you supposedly don't talk to or deal with anymore you are stressing yourself out for nothing. So if we apply to this case as a community and then, and there again, remember the black community is not a monolith. It is not. So what exactly does it mean when one black person says, why do black people always forgive? That statement in itself is contradictory. So with that, I'll bring it all back to this case.
2: Amber Geiger deserved to go to jail. I do not like to see people celebrate
0: anyone going to jail. I do not like to see someone get murdered in his own apartment. I'm a black man. I could have been in my own apartment, my hotel room, and somebody... Walks in there and thinking it's their hotel room and shoots me dead. So do I live, choose to live in fear? No. But more has to be done. We as a society need to do better. But I just do not like to see. It's, it's a sad, sad. Set of circumstances. But we tend to do this on both sides of trying to bring in what I call nefarious comments. Like, if you listen to what Bukhari says, he says, leading up to her shooting him, she was too busy sexting. Well, is that illegal? No, it was not. Was she distracted? Probably. Was she tired from a long day of work? Probably. But I'm not excusing her act. It was still wrong But the same anger that you use For Amber Geiger, Are we using it for People That don't look like us And the same thing for white people The same anger you have towards black people Do you use it for people that look like you? If not, we're feeling progress. So. I put that all out there. And the lessons learned from this case are simple. There's a lot more that needs to be done in this country. Does the system work sometimes? Yes. Should a judge be hugging a murderer? No. Now that has me. I am pissed at that
2: So Things have been set in
0: motion And For misconduct by A judge We'll see how that plays out But we have to use the legal process
2: So that's another lesson
0: Another lesson I learned here is We need more compassion And more grace as shown by that family. By both of Jean's family. Amazing. Amazing. Very powerful. Because I know that me, Ugo. If someone kills my brother. Kills my family member. I'm default aggression. I'm not trying to be your friend. I don't want you to be happy. That's not how this goes. But that's not a good place for me to be in. So I learned something from this case, something positive. There are still good people, great people out there in this world. Another thing I learned is, from listening to the case, I really believe that Amber Geiger is very remorseful. And she learned a lot. And her family and people that support her and people that police the streets, Dallas PD, Learn from this case Not every black person is a criminal
2: man Just gotta be honest with you
0: It's a huge burden sometimes to be black in America And sometimes It's really tiring But I'll close with this His case was sad We've lost a great young man He was 26 years old. Got shot in his own apartment. Very, very sad. So, but to all that are feeling pain out there, I say, reach out to someone. Talk to someone. With every passing day, there's another chance to get better. So good luck on your journey to get better. And it's a tough case. Till next time, remember to pass your limit. Get some.